This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday, the 26th of April. In your Squiz today, WA's lockdown. No hope of survivors in Indonesia's submarine disaster. Southeast Asian leaders' Myanmar plan. And a real red carpet. This is your Squiz today. Late last week, Kate, Mark McGowan called a press conference and speculations began there that there had been a COVID outbreak in the West. Fronting the cameras, the Premier of WA confirmed just that. And what happened is a man who quarantined at the Perth McEwa Hotel in a room adjacent to a coronavirus case contracted the virus. The twist is that he had tested negative towards the end of his two-week quarantine period, but after spending five days in Perth, he flew back to Melbourne and that's where he tested positive. And we don't need to tell those listening in Perth and surrounds what happened next, Simone. A three-day lockdown was announced. That started at midnight on Friday and it goes through to midnight tonight. Mark McGowan, though, has managed expectations, saying yesterday that people should get used to the idea that there will likely be further measures that continue beyond Monday night. As for the spread, since Friday, there have been two more positive cases, a friend of the Victorian man and a 40-year-old man who visited one of the locations where he had been. And over the weekend, Kate, there's been plenty of opinions about the lockdown, whether it's necessary, but mainly talk of the reasons why this was able to happen. Mark McGowan really went for it when talking about how hotel quarantine between the states and the federal government is working. Yeah, he said he's at the end of his tether. He's long been saying that the federal government should do more to help the states quarantine those returning from overseas through the use of federal facilities. So we're talking places like Christmas Island and Air Force bases. But Peter Dutton, our defence minister, wasn't having a bar of it yesterday. He said they're just not suitable. A small concession from the federal government, though, they accepted Western Australia's request to reduce the amount of returning travellers the state is expected to take by half. So that's to about 500 a week. And that's a limit Mark McGowan doesn't want to see increased again. The big concern from the Premier is those returning from India. And on that, the latest from India is that it hit another record over the weekend, clocking almost 350,000 cases yesterday. It means India alone now accounts for almost half of all new cases. Officially, the country has had 17 million since the pandemic began, but experts say the spread could be much, much higher. To that submarine now that was lost north of Bali last week, things weren't looking good as we headed into the weekend, Kate, and now officials have confirmed that it has been found on the seabed at a depth of some 850 metres. Yeah, the Chief of Navy in Indonesia has said overnight that the ship's hull, stern and main body were separated, with the main body found cracked and that all 53 crew on board are presumed dead. As for what happened, parts of the submarine have been found near an oil slick where it disappeared. So some speculation, Simone, the fuel tank could have been damaged and electrical failure also still a possibility, but really still lots of questions about how it all went so wrong. Authorities did say, however, that it doesn't appear the crew were to blame for the accident. Yeah, it's led to calls for the Indonesian military to update its equipment with much of it old and therefore exposed to accidents. To understand this next one, you need to understand what ASEAN is. So that's what we're here for, Kate. (laughs) ASEAN stands for Association of Southeast Asian Nations, and it's a regional block of countries. So they get together and look to cooperate to advance the causes of their part of the world. They met over the weekend and they invited the new unelected leader of Myanmar, General Ming An Hlaing, and he showed up. 
He did, and putting aside the criticism of him even being invited in the first place, he was told by leaders and foreign ministers from the nine other member states that his regime must stop killing protesters and release all political prisoners. That includes democratically elected civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi. Close watchers Simone, though, have warned there's no real roadmap as to how this will happen. The group did also, though, issue a five-point plan to assist Myanmar, which includes things like mediation and humanitarian assistance. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about Myanmar and what has happened there since the government was overthrown in February. For the background, though, just search for Squeeze Shortcuts. We have one on Myanmar. Over to the US and over the weekend, Joe Biden Kate declared the killings of Armenians by Ottoman Turks that started over a century ago genocide. A lot of history to this one, but to summarize, in 1915, during World War I, predominantly Christian Armenians who were living in the former Muslim-dominated Ottoman Empire were subjected to a campaign of forced marches and mass killings due to concerns that they would align with Russia during the war. Yeah, it's a big one, this one. Historians estimate that around 1.5 million Armenian Christians were killed in those massacres and deportation campaigns carried out by the Ottoman Empire. Turkey still denies the atrocities, but there's been years and years of lobbying from Armenians around the world to have it acknowledged. Even so, Simone, presidents gone by have not taken the step of calling what happened genocide as they didn't want to anger Turkey, who's a key ally of the US in the region. Biden, however, said it's important to help the process of, and this is the quote, healing and reconciliation for all the people of the world. Yeah, the US joins 20 other nations who have also declared what happened genocide. Australia, though, is not one of them. Now there's pressure from the Armenian community here in Australia to do so. Especially of note is the fact that New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian, who is the daughter of Armenian migrants, has joined those calls. Pretty heavy news this morning, Kate. So lucky we have showbiz changing pace completely and the Oscars kick off this morning Aussie time. It's two months later than usual because of COVID. But what is exciting is that there's a real live event or shall we say events. Yeah, it's the first real live event we've had in a while when it comes to entertainment. It'll be in LA, but there'll also be other mini locations they'll broadcast to. Talking points for everyone, Simone, black and white drama Mank leads with 10 nominations. Others to watch, though, include Nomadland, Minari and Marini's Black Bottom. Best actor, look out for a posthumous award for Chadwick Boseman or possibly Anthony Hopkins for The Father. That'd make him the oldest to take the gong. Best actress, by all reports is too close to call. You'll have to wait till tomorrow to know that one. There will be a red carpet though, Simone. It won't be the same as normal, but there will be one. And as for the host, for the third year in a row, the awards remain hostless. Instead, lots of celeb appearances. It all kicks off at 10am Aussie time today. If you want to watch it, Channel 7 is where it's at. And squeeze the day, Kate. Today is the anniversary of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster that happened in 1986. For me, Simone, of course, the Oscars, as we've mentioned, but also as we touched on on Friday, a bit of a reminder, if you live in New South Wales, Victoria or Tassie and you have colleagues interstate, it's a public holiday for all of them. Lucky those in the ACT, Queensland, WA, South Australia and the NT. It's good for some, Simone. Uh, it sure is. That's all from us. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back tomorrow. Quick message now from our podcast partner, 
BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.